Here's another. Uh, we're recording from the same podcasting bunker. Here's another. It's a little. It's a game. It's like a game show. There's a bathroom in this studio. Just the doors right over there. Yes. Uh, we don't use the bathroom for what you would normally use the bathroom for. It's being used for storage right now. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. So you win a very special prize if you can guess the weirdest object that's in that bathroom. I have already cataloged uh, them for give you. Me a, uh, give me a. Um Give me a universe of like things that you are storing and like the categories of things that you uh, are electronics storing. and, and home, home equipment. The weirdest thing you would have in there. Yeah. We'd never expect to find this in a bathroom. A uh, wavy tube man. <laughs> no, there's, there's not a wavy tube man, um, but there is a refrigerator. Okay. Is there a, um, is there like a large flat panel TV monitor? Possibly. Okay. There is a DJI Mavic Pro, though, in case you okay. wanted to dr- uh, drone some of that bathroom action. Do you have an old uh, zip or jazz drive oh, that is I no wish. longer being used? Oh, I had the uh, that translucent blue yeah. jazz drive. It was like two megabytes. Oh, man. That jazz drive. I, I covered two hundred megabytes. Drive. Yeah, man. You know what I'm going to do? No, oh, we're not finished with our conversation. Though. I have to announce to our listeners that you don't know who Cal Worthington is. Why should I know who Cal Worthington is? Cal, Cal Worthington is Doc Spot. Everybody from California, Northern California that's listening to this is like, you don't know who Cal Worthington is? He sold cars. And if you want a good deal, go see Cal. If you want a really good deal, go see Cal. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about plexiglass all over the Magic Kingdom, Hamilton gooses Disney Plus in the rear end, the Rise of Skywalker gets a makeover, we could do... <laughs> what? <laughs> let's just put that out there on Front Street. First three seconds, let's use the phrase, gooses Disney in the rear end. Is that a positive thing when you get goosed in the rear end? <laughs> it's sort of... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's what that oh, is. Oh, yeah. Good. All right. No, no, let's do it again. then. Let's do it. <laughs> Hamilton Goose's Disney Plus in the rear end. Rise of Skywalker gets a makeover. We continue with our history of Star Wars and the Disney parks. Plus, we play a little freeze it, zap it, plus it. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host. He's young, scrappy, and hungry, just like his country, Aaron, Absolute Humidity Robbins. Right on. How two country. You, I'm good. That's two country references in a row. Yeah, but did you get that one? You're like Hamilton. Oh, You're like Alexander yeah. Hamilton. Okay. You're young, scrappy, and hungry, just like He's your country. He's Alexander. I watched it. We'll talk I, about it later. Doesn't sound like you did. No, I don't. I totally did. <laughs> Most of it. Hey, everybody! Welcome to episode sixteen. Wow, sixteen episodes. It's been it's been good. It's been good. Uh, Third in real life episode. Back in the bunker. Back in the podcasting box. Uh, we're we're still in the we're in the podcast studio for a second week in a row. Yay! Socially distanced. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got off a really fun Instagram live that we just did. Yeah, we did seven hours. Oh, man. on Instagram live we, we seven hours. We, we down some Gatorade and we're back. You should go to uh, at Bob Sleds and Banthas and look, look that up. Will it still be there when people look at it? It Is should it be. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to hear Scott's uh, story about almost being an in sync 
uh, some great Star Wars There's trivia. Star Wars trivia. It's good stuff that's in there. We talked about Watto. Uh, we talked about Cal Worthington and his dog yeah, Spot. Which I had no idea what you were talking oh, about, but now we understand. Just as important as the Dark Lord. Um, it's it, it, There's a whole, it's a cornucopia of discussion. Might, Cal Worthington might be Palpatine. I'm not sure. You'll could, have to look it up. Could Cal Worthington be a listener to Bob Sutton Vanthas? Welcome to episode 16. Are you excited, man? I am excited for part two. I am so excited. We're doing part two of our history of Star Wars and the Disney parks. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's totally. another, it's another a big week of news. It's interesting for uh, for a pandemic that's happening right now, where theme parks are closed down uh, yeah. nationwide. There seems to be no shortages of things to talk about. Yep, yeah. There's some good news stories. Uh, some videos I watched about it. This, this, it's getting weird. I mean, it's 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 been weird, but it's it's getting weird. Yeah, uh, it continues to get weirder, weirder. Yep, <laughs> and weirder. Yep, whichever. I've solved some of these problems, so we'll get to that when we get to the news. Uh, How are you doing? How's your week going? Uh, my week has been, uh, you know, it's been another week. It feels like every week feels like the week that preceded it and the week that will come after this one. But that's a good thing because things are good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my family. Thankful for where I live. And that I get to do a podcast with you every hey, week. I'm thankful yeah, for all those things. How great. about you? I've moved to the next uh, phase of, of, of coronavirus. Are you bargaining world. at this point? Yeah. <laughs> I've moved like... to the next stage of the 12 stage pandemic <laughs> yeah. dealing where I've started rejecting other people's uh, views of what day of the week it is. Yeah, sure. So for a while, we just didn't know. And now I'm just openly quoting the wrong day of the week. I'm like, well, you know, because it's Monday and somebody would be like, it's actually Wednesday. And, be on, I'd be like, and before I'd be like, oh my gosh, is it? And now like, I'm like, yeah, no, sure. it's not. It no, is it's, Monday. It's not. No, it's Monday. No. Oh, I thought you meant just like went with the flow. Like no, whatever, now I'm in denial. whatever day, what, whatever day I this. say it is, is yeah. what day it is. So what day do you think it is right now? I know it's Wednesday now, but I told somebody it was Monday for quite a while. And they were like, just so we're clear so that everything gets done on time. It is Wednesday today. And I was like, just so we're clear, I will decide what day of the week it is. Listen, I'm telling you it's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. And therefore I want this next Monday. Guess what? And it they doesn't say, matter. Do they, does that mean Monday or does yeah, that mean next Wednesday? Figure. Doing good, doing good. Uh, it's been super fun uh, editing the last couple podcasts and getting them to watch things I wouldn't normally watch, like Artemis Fowl and Hamilton. I knew it's going to come up, so I feel like I'm always doing homework, which I like. I do feel like we do a lot of homework on this show. It probably doesn't show it all the time, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I do feel like uh, you know it is a. Uh, I'll tell you what, folks, running a top notch podcast like this is things are happening. Uh, it takes it takes effort. It yeah. takes effort, and so yeah, I'm watching things that I normally wouldn't be watching. Or at the very least, I'm taking notes on things that I am watching. I noticed I that you had a, doing, had a lot so. of notes. I see stuff on YouTube and I'm like, well, I better watch it because Scott's going to ask about it. And if I don't have an answer, he's going to be all upset and he's going to put me in the corner yeah, I'm again. I'm doing work, man. I know. I'm, I know. I'm trying to prepare a show. Yeah. And I don't need you just waltzing in. We edit out all the timeouts. I get putting a lot of timeouts on, on this show. Are you uh, doing a podcast now? Uh, oh, okay. Is it cool if I bring a whole cup of ice in? Yeah. Let me just jingle this around for a while also, and I'll tell you buddy, what I think about things. My buddy's going to sit in the corner and make faces. Is that cool? He's just going to be here. He's just here. Don't worry about <laughs> just him. Just bring him along. Yeah. Should we yodel in the news? Let's yodel in the news. The vocal stylings of uh, Von. <laughs> I didn't have anything. I was going to say Von Lichter Stockenstein, but <laughs> you just heard the delicate dulcitones of Friedrich von Stuckengard. Yeah, yeah, that was the live album that he did. That's right. It was a, I believe it was a '93. Was that '93? Yeah, '93 li live yodel. Yep. Um, I believe it was at, at the Seven Nights at Orgovkenstein's. That's, right. That's right. Oh man, track number seven on that one is hot. <laughs> Should we talk about some news? Yeah, why not? I don't so, know why I find yodeling humor so funny, but I do. 
Let's talk about the news. Disney Parks releases uh, coronavirus safety measures before Disney World reopens. Yeah. Uh, I like to call this a brand new attraction. It's called Plexiglass, Plexiglass, Plexiglass Everywhere. Yeah. Um, have you seen the photos that have been released? Of, specifically, I think there's a lot of photos. Yeah, I thought they weren't reopening. And then I saw on YouTube that they did a cast preview reopening. So yeah. they've already reopened. And yes. there's some video of it on YouTube. And yeah, I have watched it. And what'd you think of it? There's a lot of thoughts I have on that from... Uh, the music sounds like Disneyland. the The pavement looks like Disneyland, yeah. but 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 the uh, the general pods of people moving around feels very like there was a little mini parade thing kind of yeah, yeah, happening. The, the, their character, I think they call them character cavalcades at this point. Yeah, character cavalcades gone. I just don't know. I don't know if that's the. I don't know how that vibe's going to feel. There were there was a moment. I'll be honest with you. There was a moment where I'm like, okay, if this is this is the future of theme parks. Yeah. I guess this is what we do. And what's the big deal? I'm wearing a mask. Before I didn't wear a mask. Now I do wear a mask. Is it is is one piece of cloth really that big a deal? And so there were moments where I was like trying to feel like, is this going to be okay if this is like a forever thing? Yeah. And then there's part of me that feels like it it it, t- it took away some of that magic of Disney, and I don't know what to do about that quite yet. Yeah, we but had, it was odd. We had a conversation this week uh, in our real lives where, uh, of course, whenever we have uh, executive level conversations. We try to slip as many uh, Disney references yeah, it's like and a analogies. In. Yeah, it's a competition, yeah. and uh, and you you had a, a very good one uh, about the delivery of services in a changed model yeah. and uh, and ex- expectations of of the delivery of services in one model and then changing them up into a different model. Use Disney as an example of that about like uh, going to Disney parks and that if now suddenly Disney parks was just all delivered via SoCal attractions, YouTube videos, like that's you're not getting what you paid for. Um, Alternatively, or I'd say along with that, I use the example of saying, well, Disney's providing, let's call it 90% of what you would expect from a Disney park experience. The other 10% is different. There's no parades, there's no fireworks, um, there's no character interactions, but they've changed how those things happen. So there's not a parade, but there are these character cavalcades. There's no character interactions, but they're they're in different parts of the of the park. They have different characters, ones you haven't seen that often. They're different, do, doing different things. So Disney is offering a... Disney experience, but it's a different Disney experience than what we've gotten used to. Yeah. The question then becomes like, is this Disney experience worth the same amount of money that you used to pay for the old Disney experience? Here's the thing is that there's in my brain, since I was very young going to Disney with my grandparents, there's this thing. I don't have a name for it. So I'm going to come up with from it. There's this idea of full magic. And and the idea of full magic is I, I go to Disneyland. Everything's operating. Whatever they could possibly fill the schedule with, the rides with, the parades with. There's also some promotion. The epitome in my mind of when this was happening was when they did this uh, this 50s flashback thing in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Was it, it was date, wasn't it a date night? Didn't they I don't call remember it date what it was, night? But they had 50s cars out yeah. front. It was full magic, meaning every part of the park that could function in the way it was, was functioning. There were no closed rides. Everything was at full capacity. It was just... Disneyland was just humming along. And so every time I go to Disneyland since I'm experiencing that, I'm always judging like, is this a full, like, I don't want to really go on a magic experience. Yeah, I don't want to go on the off season because when the off season, there aren't as many people and then they don't do as many things and it's not full magic. So it's better for riding attractions, but it's not so good for full magic. We always look at the the attraction closers and I go like, "Eh, I mean, they're going to have stuff over the castle. So it'll be cool. Let's go. But it's not going to be full magic. I see people with masks on and I totally get the whole thing, but I think, is this going to make it so we can never get to full magic ever again? Given full magic isn't a real thing, it's a real thing in my head, and I worry that it that it is an impediment to full magic. Do you think that's going to happen though? I mean, I, there's a I'm I am I try to be an eternal optimist and yeah. hopeful about these things, Not and me. so I I try to say, well, yeah, this is a minor blip uh, in, in the 
history of theme parks and it will 2020 2021 will be weird times but this isn't a sea change this isn't a paradigm shift yeah. in the way that people tour theme parks this is a minor inconvenience which people are which disney specifically is going to have to react to in order to continue to operate their theme parks but yeah i, I it's hard for me to imagine that seeing plexiglass mazes set up within queue areas and seeing like what we've seen the pictures of like the jungle cruise where you have plexiglass sectioned off areas where families can sit. Um, the Tiki room is, is ha at half capacity. Like you can sit here, you can't sit here. And then everybody wearing masks and having to stay six feet away from each other uh, at all times. Like I, I feel like that, that at some point is going to be a memory at yeah. some point yep. we're going to say, man, remember that one time, remember that's that going to be somebody's first memory, dude. Well, that's, that is interesting, right? Yeah. Who wants that to be their first memory? Right? I solved this whole thing though. Uh, the thing on the jungle cruise is kind of what bothered me the most is I saw skippers uh, wearing the full face shields, not just the mask, but then the, the full, yeah. the full uh, plastic, you know, thing. Yeah. And I thought, man, we got a theming problem here, but I can probably fix this theming problem. And so I went ahead and fixed it for Disney. Yeah, it's, for not it. expensive, it? it's not expensive to, to implement. I think we can do this really quickly. We're just going to rename every ride to one of two things. You're okay. going to rename it to uh, whatever the name of the ride is uh, and welding school. Yes. Or okay. <laughs> whatever the name of the ride is and amateur surgery center. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. So it's Peter yeah. Pan's flight and amateur surgery center. Yes, I like and that. Jungle Cruise and welding school. And then everything's perfectly in theme. What if, uh, yeah, what if the theme of the Jungle Cruise was the boat is continually sinking? Your skipper is not only giving you a tour of the rivers, not a rivers of America, of the... Denial. Sure. And the others. And the others, uh, but is constantly having to pull his welding uh, uh, mask down. Yeah, to fix the boat. To fix the boat. Perfect. There you go. Yep, done. We, we've done it. Every ride, it's Pirates of the Caribbean and Open Heart Surgery and open Center. Open Heart Surgery. Yeah. That's right. Now I just, I feel like... Will there be an upcharge for um, being able to go through? Like, will they set up a plexiglass maze down Main Street that yeah. you can just sort of get a wristband for? Yeah, get a you wristband go for through it. Through it. Yep. Ugh, how dirty is that thing at the end of the day? Oh my gosh! Just people just smacking into it like birds just, on a on a glass yeah, exactly. window. There's just popcorn and churro. Oh my gosh! Dust all over it. Uh, but even though Walt Disney World is opening, there it will not be opening the way it has in the past. Uh, Disney announced that the college program uh, is going to be yeah, shuttered for this I, year. Yeah, totally. Uh, the D Walt Disney World College program obviously employs a lot of college students, and it makes up a very large bulk of the workforce down at the parks, plus plus a huge portion of the international yeah. uh, um, employment. And it's so cool. You get a letter. You get like yep. you get to live in a dorm or something That's like that. That's how I got my start. Oh, it's so yeah. good. And I, I have a not a super personal connection, but somebody I know at my place of employment got accepted into this thing, and I remember them getting the letter yep. six months ago, eight months ago, or whatever, and how excited they were, and they were and they were super Disney fans, and I was like vicariously living through them yeah. being like that's so good for you like i'm so like your life is mine's over but your yeah, life you is you can't do that <laughs> yeah, no yeah. i was like, I was like ship I'm, sailed. I'm seriously too old can i bring my kids they're like you can't no no um so i was just so excited for them and then what i you apply for the college program right now i'm going back to you college sh you should do it you yeah. should go you should go back to college just to apply for the college program I, i'm uh, well they canceled it and i was super sad for for this particular individual because i remember just how excited they were it's like you get a letter like that from Disney and it's like all of your dreams have come true. And you're yes. like, whatever happens from here to when I start, nothing can take that away because I have this letter that says I'm going to go work for Disney. Uh, and then COVID happens and they can take and it away from just you. withdraw those. I, ah, I, I, it's, it's one of those bummers because it's, you're talking about a population of, 
or a, you know, a population that is already having a lot of challenges yeah. in terms of going to college. Am I going to college? Am I not going to college? Totally. Am I leaving my parents' house and I'm going to go start my own life somewhere yeah. at a university or whatever? Or am I having to stay home and do remote learning? And then like, there's this glimpse of like, well, at least this is something I can do. I can at least go down to Florida. I'm going to go stay at Vista way or any yes. of the other dorms that they have there, apartments that they have there. And like, I'm going to get a Disney experience. I get to go work at Disney. And then midway through the summer, when you're ready to do it, they, they retract the offer and say, we're not going to be doing it anymore. And it's a very highly competitive program to get yeah, in anyways. Totally. So now, you know, do you live in those dorms? I lived in Vista way. Uh, yeah. Did you put a star on your door? I just picture you putting a star on your door. I, day probably, one. I probably had a star, yeah. a star on my door. Yeah. That guy Scott a Storm lives here. Yeah. This is my, this has got a star on the door. And they're like, uh, and then people go like, uh, where do you live? I'm like, it's the one with the star on the door. Oh, right. Yep. The guy with the star, your star guy. You were the guy that was going to be an in-sync. And I say, that's right. I was going to be an in-sync. Um, yeah. More talented than one of them. Pineapple head. Pineapple head. Chris Terrio. I don't, I don't have no, any I think idea. Chris Terrio hosted, don't look at me like you want me to fill it in. It's not going to happen. I think Chris Terrio hosted, uh, some sort of dance show in okay. the seventies. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. So, uh, yeah, uh, college program uh, not happening. So. Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, you are. I Hamilton. watched, uh, yeah, Hamilton uh, came out on Disney Plus uh, last weekend. It sure did. Yeah. It, it came out on release on July 3rd. And uh, if you don't know that, I think you're living under a rock because quite literally every single person. Because we talked about it last week, guys. That's why. That and every single person that uh, has any social media handle, I feel like tweeted, posted, yeah. uh, made some sort of comment about how they were watching Hamilton. But here's the thing. You made a joke about it in uh, an, ex an executive meeting yesterday. I don't know if it was. It wasn't a joke, but you made a comment about it. Yep, And it didn't play to the room well. I don't know what happened there. Tell me what happened. You uh, said you'd only watched it twice and everybody just kind of moved on with like financial forecasting. Yeah, I said I, said I felt like I had a personal failure because I only watched Hamilton twice. Yeah. Which and, is funny because it's like all the rage. Right, it's all the rage. And, yeah. and I don't think anybody knew what I was talking about. I think you may have been the only person that knew what I was talking about. I was like, can about. we go back to the joke, please? And they're like, no, we got minutes. We got to keep up with the minutes. And I thought, well, wait a second. How is that possible? Like, how is it that in this room of people uh, that none of them knew, either knew that Hamilton was available on Disney Plus or that everybody was talking about Hamilton being available on Disney Plus? Yeah. Uh, man, Alexander Hamilton. Don't Suddenly. know if that's the way the song goes. So uh, we're not doing a review of it. Uh, no, but uh, what I wanted to say was that Hamilton delivered, uh, Yahoo Finance said that Hamilton delivered a 64% download bump for Disney Plus. So again, yeah, Hamilton just goosing Disney Plus in that's the behind. What that, yeah, that's what that Making meant. them just sit up and take notice. Hey, what do you know? Yeah. They um, spent $75 million to buy that, buy the rights to that yeah, thing. Yeah, they bought that in February. Yeah. $75 million to buy that in February. They weren't planning on releasing it until... October of next year. Who gets that money? Because Alexander Hamilton, the person that plays that, is the one that also wrote it. Yes, that's correct. Lin-Manuel Miranda. I thought you meant Alexander Hamilton himself yeah. <laughs> wrote the, the musical about himself. Yes. They found it in his coffin and they were like, we should, this guy They're could like, rap. Wow. Not only could he write the Federalist Papers, but he but, also knew how to write one like heck he of a hip-hop musical. Yeah, he had kind of like a, he was a beat machine. Wow, this is pretty impressive. Yeah, so they paid him uh, retrospectively. No, the guy who plays... Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Uh, I wonder just if he, he got that cheddar, lyrical man. musical genius, Lin Manuel Miranda, and pretty great in Hamilton. I wonder oh if he got. Gosh. I wonder how much he got to keep of that. That's my only comment. I on think. That. He, I think he caught. He he kept at least half of it because if you take a look at the copyright uh, on the bottom of Hamilton, it says copyright. I think it's Hamilton Productions, Miranda, and then his. Uh, the director of, yeah. of, of Hamilton. Nice job. That is uh good for him, man. Yeah. For good real. for them. Yeah. You know, uh, quick, uh, we won't do a full, a full review on it, but 
capture what you thought about it. Yeah. Well, you're asking me to go out on a limb here. Uh, it was, I have heard all of the music before. Yeah. Um, and I, and I watched the cast do uh, some stuff at the white house. I right. believe it was a while yep. ago. So I was, I was really into those performances. I thought they were really good. So uh, to see it in Disney plus in that setting with my family, it was a little bit of a rough, it was a little bit of a rough sell uh, because, oh, really? yeah, because it was a Broadway because it was staged. It took a little bit of time for, for everybody to acclimate to what we were actually watching here. Yeah. Uh, and the style of that that music, a musical typically has a number and then some level of dialogue or plot progression and then a number and then stuff. And Hamilton, pretty musical the entire time. It's operetta. Yeah, very, very, very little uh, plot progression through uh, dialogue, mostly through only through song. Yeah. Um, and that was a little bit hard to get used to. But the music is 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 great. Yeah, uh, I had I very, very little connection with the music ahead of time. I mean, I was aware of it. I had heard some of it, but not all of it and, uh, knew it was a big cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And, uh, but was really happy to sit down and watch it. And I was blown away by yeah. it. Like I, I was like, and I, I love musical theater. I was not aware it was an operetta. Cause again, yeah. I was not, uh, I, I had, had thought it was a, a traditional musical, uh, musical theater production where there was song dialogue song. Yeah. I was not aware it was an operetta and, uh, and so was really pleasantly surprised by it. Just really felt like it deserves all the accolades that it has yeah. gotten. I mean, it's, it's tremendous in terms of it's acting and presentation. The lyrics are incredible. The music is incredible. Uh, I love how educational it is while also being satirical. And you probably have watched Hamilton already. Uh, but if you have not, or if you have already, it bears another another watching for sure. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, mixed reviews, right? Some fans loved it. Some fans thought it was uh, the worst thing they'd ever seen. Yeah, um, I think it, it depended a lot on your entry point to that, but there was a large group of, of people that felt like that was a nice natural close to the saga, right. and there were some people who been like, well, that you can't close the saga out like that. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. What have you done? This is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Uh, I happen eh, to be in the camp Palpa of- Palpatine stuff, some Ray yeah. Palpatine stuff that people did not understand, but it's cool. I, I you know, we'll, we will get into our individual reviews of those yes. movies at some point, so I'll, I'll save a lot of my comments for that, but Please. there was a uh, there was a fan edit- of, uh, of rise of Skywalker. One of the things that happen in the rise of Skywalker, and I, I feel like it's okay to spoil this movie at this point. You, yeah. you will have made a decision whether or not you want to see this movie or not. Uh, at the end of rise of Skywalker, of course, Palpatine is facing off against Ray. Uh, the, uh, uh, the emperor says, I am all the Sith and then starts shooting yeah. force, uh, you know, force lightning. And then, and then Ray makes her, uh, makes her comment where she says, and I am all the Jedi. Yeah. Right. And before that, she gets knocked down, and uh, and she hears Jedi from the past. They're yep. basically saying like, "I'm with you, Ray. I'm with yeah. you. Can do this, Ray. I'm with you." And that that enables her uh, to Mace get Mace Window in there. Mace Window, yeah. Window. Mace Window is in that. Uh, Window, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mace Window is, is is not so successful, brother. That's right. I'm Mace, a Jedi. What do you do? He's like, I do windows. I I I do. I break them mostly. That's right. I wash windows. Hey, not well. I use gotta a mace. Do it. Someone's so, got people it. use a squeegee. Yeah, that's right. I use a mace. Uh, my my technique is I break the window, I reinstall it, and then I clean it. <laughs> Fresh. It's clean. So Mace Window is in that, uh, as well as a bunch of all other Jedi, and uh, and then she gets up and she says, "Now I am all the Jedi," and then she she deflects yep. the the Force lightning. Well, somebody did a really cool fan edit that uh, has instead of that part, she gets up and she says, before she says, "I am all the Jedi," you see Force ghosts of 
yeah. Obi-Wan and yep. Yoda and Luke and Anakin. Yes, which you do not see in the original which you one. you do not see in the original and They're all standing behind her and you so they don't say anything, yeah. but you just see their presence behind her Yeah. so that when she says, and I am all the Jedi and pulls out her second lightsaber to deflect that force lightning, you see all of the ghosts, the force ghosts, put their hands toward Rey as if to use their force from beyond the yeah. force in order to help actually push that lightning back makes it a really, really cool uh, ending to that movie. Yeah, cool. And one that I'm like, you know, usually fan edits, I'm like, nah, that's fine. Like, I'll take it or leave it. But I watched this one and I thought, oh yeah, this really should have been in the movie. (laughs) This would have been awesome. What what do you think? Did you watch it? I did, yeah. I will take the other tactile. I think it is more powerful me that she says she is the Jedi. We know all the stuff that Ray's gone for. To me, it weakens a little bit to feel like, oh, she's got this this stable of people behind her that kind of help her when she's on. Like she is embodying them as herself, not channeling them as a utility. Okay. They, they are part of she. It, for me, it, it degrades a little bit about what she's doing in that scene when she's just harnessing a spell and the spell is force ghosts. Uh, and instead of, her being the embodiment of it, not so like literally, but, but, but so I don't know if that, that was my problem with it. Yeah. But if you're going to, if you're going to tie together to nine see them movies, right there. yeah, but you're, if you're going to tie together you. nine movies and it's going to have some sort of impact and you, and you're supposed to believe that the emperor is going to be vanquished once and for all. Like, I feel like it is, a, it's a nice footnote. It's a nice way of tying everything together. It totally is. I think like the force ghosts are a little problematic. I don't understand really what they do and what are they are yeah. not able to do. So I, and I feel like this is the end of Ray's journey. And if we're going to go with this, she felt like she was nothing Then I, I like, you know, I like that there's people there, but I like that those are coming from within her. They're not actual ghosts that are behind her that she would need to like call upon or they're, they're like her posse that, that it really is internalized. And so if it's really internalized, I don't need to see them. Yeah, you, you I'm glad def- you feel that way. Good. I'm you glad don't you, at all. That's I'm glad fine. you feel that way. It, I guess it's a good thing that you can watch this either way. Yeah. Well, no, no, you can I, watch it one way. The other one's a fan edit. Uh, but you know what? It's a really good fan edit. Yeah, right It's on. really good. I, I would encourage people to watch it and let us know what you think. You let us know what you think. Are you, are you on, happy about this? I'm on Team No Force listen, Ghosts. Listen, you get, you get to see Sir Alec Guinness at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. That's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Like that's pretty dope that he makes but when, an appearance. When there. Luke, it, when Luke is in the the trench on the Death Star yeah. episode four, I don't want to see Obi Wan like in the in the you know well, yeah, white with him. I want that. that to be a voice in his head that is that is thematically influencing who he is, not directly influencing and, his. Same thing I, with I get, Rey. I get that, and I think that that's a that is a good counter argument to say okay, well, like Woo! like you know Obi Wan wasn't with Luke during his final trench run battle. Like it was just him being connected the with force was something more mysterious than that, more personal than that. When you take it outside of the person and introduce the force ghost, it becomes less of this personal thing. Listen, I'll grant you Phew, if, if only more, if, if for no other reason then than the fact on. they had Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker at the end of that. And I just, into that I summarily reject. I say, okay. no, no, sir. No. If you have Sir Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Kenobi, yeah. cannoli, yeah. <laughs> OD1, you know, Odie Bun yeah. Cannoli. You know who I'm talking about. I do, yeah. Uh, that's like that's like my grandma describing Star Wars to me. Yeah. Uh, then you don't get to have a Hayden Christensen. My grandma doesn't even get that close. Is your what? How, what is that? Is that a Star's movie? A Star's movie? <laughs> yeah. Movie about Star Wars. Hey, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna pick up where we left off a few episodes ago, uh, talking about the history of Star Wars and Disney yeah. parks. So uh, stick around and listen. Here's Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. If you need a better car, go see Cal. For the best deal by far, go see Cal. If you want your payments low, if you want to say some dough, go see Cal. Go see Cal. Go see Cal. Go see Cal. Hey, listen. 
whoever lived lives in you. The force surrounds you, Ray. Let it guide you. Feel the force flowing through you, Ray. Let it lift you. Rise, Ray. We stand behind you, Ray. Ray, Ray get up. Ray. Ray. Hi, Ray. <laughs> That's Mace Window. You should get up now. I, I, I just want to check in with you. I, I'm just about all done with the lower window. You need me oh to get upstairs, too? <laughs> I get to upstairs. I'm sorry. Are you napping? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb you. Uh, hey, listen. So we're back, and we're talking about uh, the history of Star Wars hey. in Disney parks. Uh, Aaron Absolute Humidity hey. Robbins. Hey, 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 hey. Why don't you recap where we have been up until you now? You left us with quite, uh, quite a sure cliffhanger in uh, episode 14. Uh, I believe it was. But here's what happened. Little little George Lucas, he yep. went to Disneyland when he was just a little kid. Just a little scrapper. Just a little guy showed up, went to Disneyland. He's like, this place is cool. I think I'm going to make a really successful Star Wars movie, uh, which he did in 1977. He did. Oddly enough, true or false, I mean, I think this is true, but it's kind of, uh, Star Wars opens May 1977. 77. Uh, Space Mountain Disneyland also opens May 1977. That is correct. What a killer year. Yeah. So 1977 is a great year because we get Star Wars. We get Space Mountain. Uh, years Mountain. later. Mountain. We get Space Mountain. Years later, uh, Lucas wants to work with Disney. Disney wants to work with Lucas in some capacity. They That's do right. Captain EO oh, together, man. which is fantastic. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh, and then because of the success of Captain EO, because of the, you know, the, the growing importance of the Star Wars franchise, we get Star Tours. Uh, which is awesome, but a very important Mary Blair mural mural in Tomorrowland gets covered up. That's right. That's it's too bad. kind of a bummer. It is a little I bit hear of a it's still under there. I, I'm. I want to know. They'll restore that at some point. I sure hope so. That'd be really cool. Uh, and then, and then Disney uh, is like, man, the Star Tours is going really good. Uh, we we want to cash in on this sort of resurgence of sci-fi. We should have like a conference. We should get a bunch of sci-fi fans yeah, together. Oh, this is, the X-Files is a big deal. People, are, people loving are loving it. Star Trek, the next generation. It's huge. Let's get people from Lost in Space, Star oh, Trek, Star Wars together. We'll have a huge three-day uh, convention right. conference out in Florida. We're going to call it Contact 96. We're going to charge, you know, 500-ish dollars to go to it. And they get about 20 people. That's right. And we determined 19 of those were from an intern. Uh, Reggie. At Disney. Young Reggie. Reggie. Yeah, young Reggie right. booked those for his family. Uh, and then uh, Disney uh, does something uh, a little bit unprecedented, a little bit of a uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, what, what happens from there, Mr. Storm? Yeah, so they, they have Contact 96, but it takes place in Tomorrowland. And instead yeah. of being a weekend event over at the Contemporary uh, Resort, they have it in Tomorrowland. And they end up getting about 250 people there. And in the billing of this, 250 they had fans, 250 not, not fans. like talent. Yeah. Yeah. Not 250 celebrities. They yeah. had 250 guests that attended this thing. And, uh, part of the billing that they had was that they were going to have celebrities from star Trek and star Wars and lost in space and a bunch of sci-fi authors and astronauts and that sort of thing. Well, they have a lot of those celebrities, but they don't have any celebrities from star Wars. No star Wars celebrities. None. And what I have said, you guys going to have any dinosaurs at your dinosaur park? The answer is no. Oh. They don't have any Star Wars celebrities yeah. at the Star Wars conference. And I think the reason why is because they knew, in the back of their mind, they knew that in 1997, George Lucas would be releasing Star Wars special editions. Yes, and it's all coming together. So they had inside information that in 97, Lucas was going to be releasing special editions. And so they thought, ah, let's just let this thing tank. Let's yeah. let Contact 96 go away. Because in 1997, 
we can make good on the appearance con- yeah. uh, contracts that we have with these Star Wars celebrities. Let's parlay it into its own Star Wars event yeah. and we'll promote the special editions and we'll promote Star Wars in the park. So I think that's what happens. That makes sense. Either Contact 96 is huge and becomes a precursor to the prequels or it's a flop and the prequels define something new, some new festival of Star Wars. Right. And so in 97, nobody had even thought that the yeah. prequels were going to be a thing. No. All they knew was that George Lucas was going to be releasing the, the special editions. He was going to gussy them up. Yep. He was going to re, retouch up the, the special effects. He Did was you say gonna, mess them up or gussy them up? He thought they were gussy. He was okay. gussying them up. Uh, I think history would uh, debate whether or not that was gussy or messed. Yeah. So he, in, in 97, he releases Star Wars, a New Hope special edition. And then the next month, Empire Strikes Back special edition. And a month after that, Return of the Jedi special edition. So does fans around the world could be here saying, honey, where's my old copy of Star Wars? <laughs> honey, Where's my uh, slipcase uh, widescreen versions of Star Wars? How do I get this widescreen? I don't want to watch this anymore. So Disney decides to announce Star Wars weekends at the Disney MGM Studios. Aaron, I'm going to apologize. Okay. A lot of this show is going to take place in Florida. I know it's going to be much like my uh, youth growing up, seeing commercials about it, hearing people talk about it, hearing people who would go to Florida uh, talk about it and then come back from their vacations and go blah, 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 Star Wars weekend. I'm like, wait. What, what what did you say? Well, good, because now we get yeah. to talk all about oh, it. Oh, it'll be fun. It'll be like reliving high school. That's right. And then afterwards, I'll just shove you in a locker. Yay. Oh, Ooh, yeah. There you go. Uh, but not before I give you a wedgie. Okay. So atomic wedgie. COVID wedgie. That's where you face mask somebody. Is that where? Oh, that's where you pull someone's underwear up into a face mask. <laughs> into a face mask. as a COVID wedgie. COVID wedgie. Yeah. Right, there's, we, just, there's nobody at a high school to do that anymore. So it's right. self-canceling. We did it. Yeah. No, we did right it. We, we came up with that's it. That's our joke. You can license it at bobsleds and banthas forward slash, huh? Reasonable rates. You can also license Scott's mace window. <laughs> I'll, I'll smash your windows and I'll reinstall them. Yeah. I'll give you an estimate. I'll give you an estimate. <laughs> if you want one. Anyways. Hey, Ray, you sleeping? You taking a nap? What's going on there? Oh, I get He's just tired. <laughs> He's just tired. You had a hard day. You just stay down there. It's okay. I'll finish the, I'll finish the second floor. No problem. No, there's no windows here, though. And this, what's the name of that planet? Uh, Exegol. Exegol. There's no windows in this Exegol. I ain't got nothing to do. I don't understand. There's a big, uh, there's a big tower upstairs, but you take an elevator downstairs. What's going on? Mace Window is my favorite Bob Sleds and Panthers character by far. True story. I have to just stop okay. for a second. Uh, whether this derails, whether this makes it into the ed- final okay. editor or not, I don't know. Uh, no joke. My kids said my favorite character on Bob Sleds and Panthers is Brock Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, as long as we're doing Eretta, I, I would just also like to clarify flouncy is a word. Flouncy is a word. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it, it's, it it's good to know. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I love, I love the fact that a real person is a reoccurring character uh, yeah. that we made <laughs> yeah, I know. on the show. They actually asked me like, will you do, will you do some stuff as Brock Eisner? Yeah. They're like, will you please complain like Brock Eisner? Yeah. Oh, I got, yeah, I got so, a $10 bill. If you'll go to Safeway and be Brock Eisner oh the entire time you're there. I want a sandwich. <laughs> How come I don't get a... Why are your aisles so narrow? How come they don't have any Pepsi throwback? I want Pepsi throwback. Yeah, Brock's great. Oh, man, Brock is so awesome. My kid said, do you think you could get Brock Eisner on the show? I said, I don't think so anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Maybe at, maybe at one point we could Not anymore. Yeah. So special editions come out. Disney announces Star Wars Weekends at the Disney MGM Studios. And so what they're going to do, what basically what they do is in February and March, every weekend, they have some sort of Star Wars thing. Yeah. So there's like characters and celebrity appearances. 
Uh, you can get, do meet and greets and autographs and that sort of thing. And this all takes place in spring of 1997. Now, weirdly enough, I was there. I know. That's crazy. Like, I just happened to be there. And you are a Star Wars fan at this point in time. A huge Star Wars okay. fan. An enormous Star Wars fan. InSync and Star Wars. Those were like your things you had going on. InSync did not exist before this okay. time. I would later become an InSync okay, fan. Okay, great. Uh, but at this point, I'm only a Star Wars yeah, yeah. fan, right? But yeah, like I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt to the park, not knowing that Disney, that Star Wars weekend Do you weekend remember how you heard, because I remember how I heard about Star Wars weekend. Somebody went to it, came back and said, I just went to Star Wars weekend. And I went, oh, how did you hear about it? <laughs> I didn't hear about okay. it. I heard about it when I showed up at the MGM studios. So I was for there. For work or for? Uh, I, was on, I was on spring break. Yeah. So I went there with friends on spring break. Yeah. Uh, it would actually be right before I started to go work for the company. Okay. Uh, but I happened to be there and we were just touring as guests in the park and we went to Disney MGM studios and what do you know, they're doing a star Wars weekend. Thing. Uh, and so they had all the characters out there. And, uh, and so we got pictures taken with a bunch of the characters. They had a parade and so for a um, lot of people, this is the first time they see a stormtrooper in real life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I would say that was probably the yeah, first it time is I, for a lot yeah. of people. They're like, wow, they, I had, um, I the have a helmet is as cool in real life as it was. Just in the seeing, seeing all those characters walk around, was such a cool sight to behold. Cause yeah. again, like this is also really before cosplay is a thing and totally, like, yeah. comic con where people are dressing up and they're recreating these costumes. Like this is really the only place that you're seeing yeah. this type of thing. And it was everywhere at the park and it was really cool. I have a, a, a favorite picture that I have of Chewbacca. I'm meeting Chewbacca and he's giving me a noogie. Like he's got me in his big Wookiee embrace and he's giving me a noogie on top of my head. Have I seen that picture? I'm not sure. I'll have okay. to show it to you. All right. And, uh, and Han Solo's there, and Han Solo's got this like quizzical look, like, what's what's that Wookiee doing? So it was a one-time event in 1997, and I don't know whether there was an intention to do this every year, but it happens in 1997. Star Wars weekends. The Star plural weekends. weekends, they're referred to that one year. That's right. Uh, March through whatever. Right. And then- it, and then it goes away and yeah. it doesn't return until 2000. So it's not happening on a, on a yearly basis. Yeah. It's not even taking the place of this contact 96. I don't think, I think Disney knew that they were going to be doing the special editions, but I don't know whether or not they knew that the prequels were happening right. in order to keep doing this thing, or they waited until to see what the response on the prequels were going to be. Did you have a I, sense of just the success of that one go that weekends when you were there? Did you feel like it was successful? It was really then? busy. I mean, yeah. it, again, uh, I didn't have the context of like, well, I, I was here last year and there wasn't this thing. And now look at all these people that are here. Right, it course. really felt like it was just this like, oh, this is a real special event that I just happened to be a part of. Yeah. Um, but it was very successful. And again, the the energy that was there was really great. I remember they had Jawas running around and they were just trading with people. So like, yeah, they grabbed junk from people and then trade them other junk that they had and put it in yeah. their pouches. And, and, and so a lot of, I think a lot of the things that we see at Disney with Star Wars and the characters and sort of the character interactions that people have uh, at at Disney with, with Star Wars characters, like that's where it was all sort of birthed, which is pretty neat. But I remember it being the first time uh, where I understood that not only the things that I like, these nerdy things I into, like it was okay, but there was also like a level to it. And I wasn't on the level because I wasn't going to fly to Florida to right. go to it. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time I remember processing like, oh, there's people that are like nerdier than me about this stuff. Like this is and interesting. They're all, and they're on the East Coast. Yeah. And I don't get to go talk to them. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. this is something people I'm now, I'm now missing out, I guess would it be yeah. like up till now. We're all even on Star Wars, East Coast, Star Wars fans, West Coast. In fact, West Coast probably in the lead because, you know, it was kind of written out here. Yeah, and sure. Stuff. You can go visit the actual filming locations. Yeah. And so this is like the first time I feel like, wow, the, why did they get all that? Wait, was, why does Disney not like California? California, what, what did I do? I didn't do anything. I was just sitting you here. You didn't do enough. That yeah, was the problem. I guess problem. I didn't do enough. That was the problem. 
So well, they don't have it for a few years. They don't have it for a few years, and so little Aaron Robbins is like, well, good. Good. I don't get to go to it. Let's, Nobody gets to go yeah, to it. let's try it out in California next time. But then episode one is released in May 1999, and Star Wars Fever is back, baby. Like, yeah. it gets it comes back. And uh, and I, I think I may have told my story about uh, attending the, the the first showing down at Disney. Yep. And it was a huge to-do. Like, people were dressed up all oh, yeah. over the place. It was a big, big thing. So Star Wars uh, episode one hits. It's a huge thing. And yet there's there's no real presence at Disney about this. Like they have merchandise and Endor Vendors was the the gift shop uh, outside of Star Tours. It gets turned into Tatooine Traders. And so they're carrying merchandise. And there are some stores at downtown Disney that are carrying merchandise. But there isn't a Star Wars presence in the park. Uh, and so they don't really seize on the momentum of this new star Wars fever in the park, you know, and yet it's, it's the biggest thing that's happening in 1999, right? For sure. Yeah. So 99 passes star Wars is back 2000 Disney announces star Wars weekends is going to return to MGM. All we have right now though is star tours and star Wars weekends. That's right. And some, a little bit of merchandise. And there's nothing going on at Disneyland at this time, right? I mean, you have star Star tours, Tours. but that's it. That's it. Yeah. Right. Star Wars weekends comes back and they add some things. So they add like trivia questions, trivia contests and interview shows and a Star Wars motorcade, uh, and more presence of of characters in the park. And again, I was there by accident. Wow. So like I have this experience where um, I had worked for the the company, working seasonally for the company at that point, but I came back right at the beginning of Star Wars weekends. And so like now I, I show up and there's Star Wars weekends going on again. Yeah. The only difference is now a lot of my friends who I worked with uh, in the past are now cast into these roles. Yeah. And so I'm now experiencing star Wars weekends from a different perspective of like seeing my friends cast in these yeah. roles. And, and you wanted to be cast as general Hux, And they're like, you need to wait a few years. It's not out yet. That's right. And I, and I said, but look at my sniveling. Look, look how, at me. I'm look like Hux. I could, I could do ginger. Do you, you need can. me to do ginger? And uh, man, I wish I had a good Hux right now. I if wish you I could don't pull Hux out a good for Hux Halloween right sometime. I'm very disappointed because you're close. You're 30% there. You think I, you think I look that much like Hux? I said you're 30% there. I got a long ways to go. But you're a lot farther along than a lot of us. That's true. That's, That's cool, true. though, to have friends cast into the role. Is that yeah, something you guys talk about in Star Wars bars after, in cantinas oh, after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we were all just there talking about our roles. and This is the, this is the uh, I don't know the answer to this question, I should, but this is the epitomal question of this yes. time. Do they have a FET in the park? They do have a FET in the park. And did you know who got cast as FET? I did know who, had, who got that's cast just, as FET. Like, that's I'm going to be really honest with you. Uh-oh. Not a fan of that guy. Of the guy that got cast or of... Yeah. Okay. I have a personal hatred for the guy that got cast as fat and not because he got cast as fat. Okay. The whole whole side thing. It's a whole side beef. It's a whole Whole side beef that is not appropriate for this, this podcast. Uh, I'll tell you offline. Okay. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, maybe I'll get that. Yeah. You'll get uh, your in-sync audition tape. That's right. And then the, uh, and the, forget that fat guy. Oh man, that fat guy. Oh man. Don't even get me started. Don't oh. even get me started on the guy. I wonder if you're fight. allowed to say that though, because that you're you're a helmeted character. That's right. So when you go to the cantinas off property, it's like, yeah. Oh, he knows who he is. I'm fat. He Just so you know, I'm is. fat. I oh, can't tell me, you. But trust come me. into the park. I'll do a little thing. Let me I tell do you. a little thing with my fingers. That guy let everyone know he was fat. <laughs> okay. You do. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake Lloyd also showed up during this time. Uh, another fun story. What Jake, do you mean by showed up? Uh, he was one of the celebrity appear up appearances at Star Wars weekends. At Star Wars weekends. Yeah. Uh, little, Jake Lloyd, the uh, young, the Phantom young Anakin, Menace, young Anakin Skywalker, and yeah. he was probably like eleven years old at this yeah. time, maybe twelve. I, I had a, uh, another friend who was carting him around. Oh, really? Uh, like in, in the in the golf cart backstage. So you like met him, kind of? Uh, I didn't meet him. Uh, I again stories passed down through friends and roommates yeah. that that were with him. Uh, they were they were racing another group on. Uh, 
uh, on a now golf cart. Now this is golf cart That's racing. That's exactly what was said. Oh uh, yeah. That was exactly what was said. It was somebody yelled, "Now this is pod." It was somebody said, "Now this is pod racing." Yeah. As they were racing on golf carts, just just a fun story. Uh, two thousand and one weekends returns at the Jedi training camp, which is the precursor to the, of course, now stapled the Jedi training academy. Yeah. Right. 2002, no Star Wars weekends happen, which is weird. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, there is signage up, but nothing happens. 2003, it comes back. And now in 2003, this begins a yearly event until 2015 that builds on itself every single year. Uh, was that all we're doing on Jedi training camp? That was it? Uh, we, what, what, you have anything to say about the Jedi training I camp? Know, it was just, uh, there were, uh, in Disneyland, there were just kind of the two things for a long time. Like those, we, we didn't have Star Wars weekends, so we had Star I'm still Tours. in Florida. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Let's talk about what was going on in California. Yeah. Uh, star, star tours. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> nope. Uh, then we got Jedi training camp in what was it? 2000. I think I wrote it down. 2006. Oh, is that right? Yeah. We got, oh, it took that long to get over here. Yeah, but it was a big deal. So if you're not going to talk about it again, I, I'll share some memories. I want of you to please. Uh, so it, they did this at the Tomorrowland Terrace, which is yep. right past, uh, you know, it's over by space mountain there in between the subs and sort of Tomorrowland. Uh, and I was way too old for it. Didn't have kids when it came out, yeah. but I myself was too old for it and thought like, man, what a bummer. Is, what a great way to sell lightsabers. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, it's like, did this start as like a thing or did somebody was Reggie just like, I got a way we can sell lightsabers. We, uh, what we do is we give them to little kids. We teach them how to, have you talked to Reggie lately? No, what's going on with he Reggie? He has an idea about selling lightsabers uh, in the park. Told you. Oh, okay. Have you talked to him about this? We can't this? sell real lightsabers in the park. Can you tell Reggie that's not real technology? I think you're just going to have to go talk to him. So it was, wasn't something that I could participate in. Um, but it was a perfect thing where you could go get a hamburger, go get food yeah. from, from the Tomorrowland Terrace and then sit and watch. And so this, this became, you know, something we did every time we went to Disneyland, we should figure out when the shows are, you, you camp around a table because at the Tomorrowland Terrace, there's, there's only eight tables that are not directly in sunlight right. yeah. or by an umbrella. <laughs> That's right. And so you, and you want to get one, you want to get the one and this is the best. You can't do it anymore because the show's now canceled. It was canceled in 2018, but uh, you yeah, they don't do Dread Eye Training Academy anymore. Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. But uh, so they, they have a sound mixer. They have a sound mixer in the back. And there's a guy whose kind of job it is to level the sound. But he also does all these sound effects. He does the late lightsaber sound effects. Yeah. And, kind of, and all he's kind of do is, is pushing buttons. But he's really kind of an artist. And so one of the funnest things is to sit by this guy and watch him do the little finger dance. Oh, yeah. to the Just show. try to figure yeah, out how to yeah, make it's a response. It's great to watch that. And... Uh, Darth Maul would occasionally warm up the crowd because he, he would sometimes come down the... Uh, he oh, would, is that right? He would not come up. The whole stage lifts up and Darth Vader and some stormtroopers come up from below uh, for these 16 little Padawans to fight. Oh, you're making a big facial expression right now. Oh my gosh, you are right. Well, are you surprised that I'm right or surprised that it's canceled? I'm surprised it's canceled. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, October, October 10th, 2018, Disneyland has canceled... The popular Jedi Training Academy. I can't believe that. Yeah, I'm legit shocked about that. Yeah, it's a bummer. It was such a neat thing, such a neat thing for kids, and was such a uh, a absolute humidity Robbins sort of tradition to get food, watch it. Hopefully, the guy that all the people that Disney employs to do this, but the guy that played Darth Maul, I'm sure they had a bunch, but just amazing. Would yeah. come kind of would never speak, but he would kind of look at you and yeah, just it was have just, a grimace. Yeah, it was just yeah. great. Yeah. He, he would look at you, then he would come down the ramp to do his thing. Uh, and I just, I just loved that, uh, the people that would play the, the Jedi master that would tell them yeah. like, you swipe left, swipe right. left and duck and swipe left. Yep. Swipe right. Um, they were so consistently trained that their voices all sounded the yes. same. They all hit the same cadence and yes. different characters, but they all sounded so great. And I just loved that there was always one kid in every group. Like everybody did it and they were all terrible. And then there was one kid who had just seen Darth Vader do some nasty stuff. Yeah. And he was like, I'm taking this guy down for yeah. me. This is not training. Yes. I'm and past like, all that. And it's like, life swipe left, situation. Oak, and we move on yeah. and we move on. And this kid's just like, no. Yeah. Just, just fighting for, for dear life for everybody yeah, around him. Exactly. Yeah. So they were great. And we loved for years. 
uh, watching that and seeing those shows and enjoying. Did your food. daughters ever do them? Nope. It was kind of it kind of started tailing off. It became a thing, right? There became websites telling you how to get picked. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it became so popular, and so we'd go there and watch, and you would see people with the signs like. Like it's my birthday, and I helped people to oh, like. So that go. was that was when they were still uh, because when we went, uh, two of my three participated. In oh, it. fun! But they had like a whole sign up area. Like yeah. you had to go sign up first thing in the morning, and then you got a time to return time. If you came back during that return time within a certain window, then you were cast into the the that performance. Yeah, in true uh, old school style, when they first ran this thing, you sent your kid down onto the linoleum. Uh, the, the cutest the, kid the, got picked. Uh, yeah, under the little marble thing there, and yeah. uh, and they came out and they kind of just picked who they felt was good, and so people would have signs and yeah. try to look real cute, and then you'd get picked and you get a robe and you get a lightsaber. Then they teach you the, and you either got to fight Darth Maul, uh, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader. Or the seventh sister. I seventh believe. sister, that's right. And if you got the seventh sister, you were like, can I get uh, a do-over? Can I do over? Can I get a do-over? Because I'm going to have my picture taken with this, and I don't want for like, years yeah. people asking me, like, who, why who are you finding that? a motorcycle that, test dummy? Is that girl Darth Vader? <laughs> What's like, going on? No, it's seventh sister. She's a Sith Inquisitor. She's yeah. not even the Grand Inquisitor. And by that She's, time, they've all fallen asleep, so yeah, exactly. I'd like to fight Darth Vader. Can we do a redo? We'll just do that. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah. Anyways, wow. it was fantastic. We loved it. It, it. it is fantastic. It's a great show. Uh, it just... Uh, boy, I, I honestly... I, I, I'm really sad that they canceled yeah, it. Like, it was the most Star Warsy thing in Disneyland. Absolutely. I wonder if they'll int- bring it back in Galaxy's Edge. Do you think maybe that's? Do you think maybe they're prepping for that? I, I, I hope so. It's one of the few things where so much we loved those movies. Our generation, we loved those movies because we watched them yeah. and we wanted to be in them. And imagine whole, doing exactly yeah. that. Right? And, and for a whole generation of kids, their first introduction to Star Wars was being in it, was yeah. getting a robe and stuff. So I think that's amazing, and I think they should bring it back. Yeah. That was uh, 2005 to 2018 in Disneyland. So, <laughs> so you're too, Disneyland's taken care of at this point yeah. in this, in this yeah. show for a little while. Uh, let me talk about. Let me go back to Star Wars weekends. Yeah. Um, I, I want to share some of the things that you missed at Star Wars weekends. Okay, uh, Darth Maul. Darth Maul was opened. A large shopping center with Star Wars merch, yeah. collectibles, and exclusive gear. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Got it. Uh, also, uh, next to Darth Maul, Watto's Grotto. Mm-hmm. Uh, a star, a star Wars weekend theme merchandise location. So where is this all opening up? This is all in Disney MGM studios. Okay. So this is all happening. Like Are there the, lands within MGM studios. Like uh, is there sections of MGM studios? Yes. Yeah, so there's sections of MGM studios that are being utilized for this, but it's also just sort of like all throughout. So okay. it really takes over the entire park. So some areas that are not anywhere near star tours are being utilized for these star Wars areas. So you really get the sense that star Wars has taken over the park. Yeah. Legends of the force parade. Um, the characters like have a motorcade, uh, Jedi Mickey is in a, uh, X wing themed, uh, float really fun. The five Oh first makes an appearance. Yeah. Like, you know, big fleet of stormtroopers. Uh, carbon freeze me, which was one of my favorite things that they had. Tell me about carbon freeze me. So an indoor carbon freezing chamber themed location where they would scan your face and then cast you into a frozen carbonite statuette that you could then purchase. Are you serious? Yes. So they would scan your face. No, nobody's scanning me. Well, that you didn't have to be scanned. I know I'm not. You be choose scanned. to go into this yeah. location. No, I get it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not purchasing. You wouldn't this product. want. To, you wouldn't want to have a little statue of you frozen in carbonate, making whatever face you want. Yeah. No. I don't want to be scanned. Oh my gosh. Did you get scanned? No, but I would have loved to. Yeah. What do they sell those for? Probably a lot of money. Yeah. Probably a lot of money. That was probably new technology back then. I think they also had what a fantastic th- idea. Yes, they also had another year where they could they'd scan your face and make you an action figure as a stormtrooper. Jeez, Louise, yeah. Yeah, nothing like that. We got I know. a popcorn I, bucket once. We got an ad at popcorn. Oh, you did. Once. Yeah. How was that? I didn't get it. It was very expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, 
Uh, and then in the final year, they had character dining. Uh, and then they had a uh, Mickey and friends uh, in Star Wars cosplay at another dining location. Man. It's like really cool Star Wars stuff. All in MGM. All in MGM. Okay. All in MGM. Now, there is a gigantic miss here. And we're going to spend some time talking about this oh, mess. Oh, good. What we are going to be talking about is Snig and Oopla's hyperspace hoopla. And now, it's our favorite part of the show! Dance with the Star Wars stars! All right, are you ready to meet our first dancers? Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the evil Galactic Empire, here they are! Let me paint a word picture for you uh, and describe to you Snig and Oopla's hyperspace hoopla. Uh, this is a dance-off show mm. featuring Star Wars characters yep. in different dance groups competing against one another. I know this. I've seen this on YouTube. Music. Yes. Yes, it's fantastic. It is it's the worst so good. thing Ever. Oh, it's so fantastic. You are a liar. Yeah. A lying liar who lies. Yeah. It is not fantastic. It's so great. It is an abomination. No, it's so good. I think I saw one of the last ones they did and they, uh, yeah, it's hilarious, right? I, they all put like a little, like a little thing together. I'm so disappointed in you right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can tell. I am beyond words as to how much this, I can't stand. This is on YouTube hyperspace. though, right? Yes. You can see this on YouTube. And they start this in 2006. And there's like team Jawas and there's like team whatever. And they all, they all do a little thing. Yes. Were these park employees or these were people that put it on and came and showed up? No, no, no. This is, this was part of the yeah. entertainment offerings at, at uh, uh, Star Wars weekends. Yeah. And they, they introduce like modern dance moves. So sometimes Princess Leia just busts it out and you're like, wow, she's really thrusty right now. Very thrusty. <laughs> Very out of character. Okay. Yeah. In 2006. Oh, I can remember watching this on YouTube like eight years ago horrendous. and being like. <laughs> it's horrendous. What I'm imagining right now is when uh, when Michael Eisner took over the Disney company, apparently at one of his first meetings, he said, what if uh, Minnie and Mickey get married? And the whole room is like, what? What are you talking no, you about? you can't make Mickey no, and Minnie get married. No, it's horrendous. They're sweethearts. It's outrageous. They're sweethearts and they'll always be sweethearts. Yeah. That's that's part of the, the charm of Minnie and Mickey. That's how you feel about this shig hoopla's mickley noopla. That's mickley noopla. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's Aaron. Yeah. You have characters. There's no character integrity in any of this. It's very much like a kid and play rap battle with body moves set to Star Wars. It, it, if kid and play did it, it'd be infinitely better. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is something that is. It's. Wow. It's left you speechless. You hate it so much. It's like somebody made a dubstep version of Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. And then passed it off that as being great. a great thing. Uh, did your friend, did your Bubba Fred guy win this one year? And that's why you don't like it. Cause I feel like some, there's some Listen, deep, don't get me started on that guy. <laughs> I feel like there's some deep hostility. Don't get me started okay. on that guy. Listen, the first year they have Luke and Leia dancing to we are family by yeah. Sly and the family stone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's no doubt. It's, not weird and alter universe. The question is, is, is it entertaining? And the answer is, well, clearly people found it entertaining because they continue to do it until 2014. So how many years did it run for? Uh, well, it ran as hyperspace hoopla from 2008 to 2014. Yeah. Do you feel like the name should have been longer? Is that the problem? The name was hyperspace hoopla. <laughs> yeah. Just rolled. listen. The best thing, the best thing about that whole show is, is the Snake name. Hoopla is hope, hyperspace it's kind of hard to say though, Reggie. It's like not rhymes. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> it rhymes. It's great. Hoopla and hoopla rhyme. It is a fun, it is a fun word to yeah. say. I'll, I'll agree. But the entire premise, I reject the entire premise of yeah. this show. Okay. In later years, you reject that star Wars characters would know 
music from our universe. Dude, you look like you're going to throw up, man. Listen. <laughs> you look so angry. Listen, Disney had Emperor Palpatine yeah. wearing a red Kangol cap yeah. and dancing to Mama Said Knock You Out. Don't call it a cop. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It seems off. It's the Imperials were dancing fight for your right to party by the Beastie Boys. Right. These things should not happen. Ever. Okay. Right. They should yeah, not happen you. ever. Yeah. They, this is not a satire. Yeah. I'm okay. only going along with you because I don't want you to knock me out. Aaron Chewbacca and the Ewoks. Yeah. There is a video you can see. I think I've seen it. Chewbacca. It's pretty good. Has his hair in an afro. Uh-huh. And he's wearing lin- like lenticular shades. Well, I don't know what those shades are. Yeah. Like those. Those lenticular shades. You mean like the 80 shades that are the like 80 shades? Yeah, yeah. And he's running back and forth across the stage to Outcasts Hey Ya. Yeah. Okay. Hey Ya's a great song. Yeah. I don't doubt Not that if Chewbacca Wookie. heard Hey Ya, he would be into it. He'd be into it. He just would never hear it. He would never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he would never hear he it. He wouldn't hear it. Yeah. Darth Vader does not dance to Smooth Criminal. Yeah. Never. Just he shouldn't. Right. But instead, I can go on YouTube and I can watch Darth Vader hip thrust his way across the stage to Smooth Criminal. Mm. These things should not happen in our reality or in any reality. It seems like for the crowd watching this that's into it, that's into Snip Moopalas, Hoogly Doopala. Uh, can we please? Use the correct terminology. I don't know what it is. Snig and Oopla's hyperspace Oopla. Oh, Seems like the crowd that's into this, that's loving it. Just tell me if I'm wrong, because this happens with with the Pixar DreamWorks thing. But it's minions show up on stage, and people just just go with it. They're they like, are yeah. losing their mind. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, minions. And Scott Storm is like, it's not even the same world. I'm like, take a look at it, people. What is wrong with all of you? You're just a bunch of sheep. <laughs> oh, the minions are cute. We love them. Who cares if they aren't in the Star Wars universe? Different company altogether. It does feel that way in a little it bit. It does I mean, feel that way. I can honestly like like. I realize I am. I realize I can be over dramatic on this show. Okay, yeah. I, I'm given to to fits of hyperbole. Yeah, not hyperspace hoopla, but hyperbole yeah. and and uh, over dramatization. This is literally the worst thing I have ever seen. <laughs> I okay, I, I can tell you feel that way. And and I own a copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay, right. this is wow. the worst thing Star Wars has ever produced. And and you may think, oh, this is all in good fun. Oh, it's entertaining. People are loving it. They're they're clapping. They're dancing. They're they're having a great time. They're listening to popular music. They're seeing people make idiots out of themselves. But honestly, I'm so bothered by yeah. the fact that this was done. It's it's just so it's just taking something that that has a specialness to it. You know, I'm sort of surprised here, Aaron. Mm-hmm. We have spent a couple of episodes yeah. where you have talked about the cheapening of stormtroopers yeah. in the star Wars universe. Yeah. Because it is the equivalent of dads at a barbecue talking about their jobs as opposed right. to yeah, absolutely faceless, nameless killing machines that are 100% yeah, loyal to the serious. So how I'm, I'm, I'm honestly taking a little aback here yeah. that you are I can sitting, explain it. I can explain you are it. Sitting socially distanced from me. I am. And, and telling it's a me good thing too. <laughs> t- and telling me palpable. that watching Palpatine slave old. Leia and Padme Ab- Amidala uh, just trying to get me do excited. the nene. Yeah, uh, is completely acceptable to you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: when you put you it, in watch the, them whip and you watch them nene. Yeah, yeah, you do. Here's the thing, and you might not accept this as an answer, and that's okay. If it's done in the Star Wars thing, like this is a Star Wars world thing, it then is. You, yeah, then that's crazy. It is done that's in the Star crazy. Wars. Snig and Oopla are are game show hosts in Star Wars. Yeah, that's crazy. When it's done, in my brain has always just 
contextualize it this way. When it's done in the theme of sort of these are people cosplaying and having fun within the cosplay of it. This isn't within the Star Wars universe. This is a cosplaying dance party thing. Then it's entertaining. If I saw that at a convention where it's like, this isn't the Star Wars world. These are people dressed up as Leia and Jawa's up Different. hanging out. So when you view it through that lens yes. of cosplay, mashup-y kind of stuff, it's fun. People you, that have no connection to the corporate owners of these yeah, things. When you view it in the context of that anybody in the Star Wars universe job title is is game show designer. Yes. That job title doesn't exist in the Star Nobody's got time for that. There's right. war right. going on. Right. Thus the name of the series Star The Star Wars. wars. Right. And multiple wars going on. So if it's on, like a like, serious thing where there's like hosts that are in alien, like then yeah, that's a little whack. Like this whole w- thing. W- wiggity whack. It is wiggity whack. <laughs> you are correct, sir. It is wiggity whack. Uh, Look so- it up on YouTube, guys. It's fantastic. Please watch it and tell us what you think. Yeah. It is an anathema. Yeah. I'm going to use that word. An anathema. All you search for is Clig Kulupla's Mr. Kanupala, and then you it's let fine. Google autocorrect it for then you. Just, <laughs> then whatever Google comes just, up just with. Just hit play on Did the you first. Did you mean Yes, and then you just hit play on that. Yep. All right, so uh, this thing goes on until 2014. Yeah. In the meantime, 2012, Disney buys Lucasfilm. Yeah, they do. Uh, in 2014, Disney thankfully cancels the hyperspace hoopla. Uh, because Bummer. the show did not fit, quote, the vision the company had for Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I love. Like when Lucas owns it, we can sort of just yeah, yeah, whatever. take this thing. Let's snig an oopla. They're going to do their thing again. Has he seen it? What's George think? What, does he like it? Did he, what, has he I'm seen sure, it? I'm, did you, I'm sure George loved it. Yeah. He just shake like, it. Um, yes. He's, yeah. He's probably the front, front and center. Like, yeah. I love this. Hooray. Finn Dringen. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yes. Then when they take over, it's, it's serious now. Iger says, like, we're, we're re, quote, repositioning the brand, end quote. Yeah. Uh, so so then 2015. Repositioning the brand. It's never been dance off. Well, we're moving it away. Okay. We're moving it away Fair from enough. hyperspace hoopla. All right. Uh, Disney cancels Star Wars weekends in 2015, uh, due in part to the increasing presence of Star Wars in the park. Uh, that there are permanent fixtures here, right, right? Yeah. They bring it back temporarily in 2017. Uh, they call it Galactic Nights, and then they charge for it. It's an after-hours right, party. Sure, they charge of course. For, right. But while all of this is happening in 2009, so we got to go back in time a little bit. Okay. 2009, Disney announced that Star Tours is going to go down and and get redone. Yes. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, very clearly. Yeah. And and of course, it opens in 2010 as, or I'm sorry, in 2010 it gets announced as Star Tours the Journey continues. Adventure. The, the adventure, adventure continues. continues. Yeah. yeah. And that launches in 2011. Yep. In 2010, though, Disney starts planning a Star Wars themed land yeah. in Disney MGM Studios. Yeah. Uh, in 2010, Imagineering starts says we're going to do a Star Wars themed park or yeah. Star Wars themed land in MGM Studios, and so they start planning that, and that's in direct response to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which opens up Universal yeah. that year. So 2010. Yeah. Wizarding World opens up and it's a huge success. Right. So then Imagineering just like puts like, okay, what's our triple A property that we need to be developing a land for? So they start working on the Star Wars land idea. And so at that point, Iger says, hold off on doing anything Star Wars related until after the new movies come out. Uh, Okay. So let's see where were we left off in 2011. Star Tours. The adventure continues. 2011. What was the ad campaign for it? You were going to tell me. Yeah. yeah. The ad campaign was uh, Darth Vader going to Disneyland. You don't remember that. I remember that. I didn't know that was for that, but that was just like another thing of like, just genius. Yeah. Are we getting Star Wars now more in the park? Like what is going on? I'm seeing uh, Darth Vader on Dumbo, right? He was on Dumbo. He was on the commercial Slade. It was Uh, so good. One of my favorite, I I love seeing him on the, uh, the Astro Orbiters where he's just like, he's just very stoic just on the Astro Orbiter by himself. Uh, my favorite one of that is him riding in Haunted Mansion 
and the ghosts in the attic pop out and he ignites his lightsaber about to slice him, slice the head off. Just great. That Just was great. all for the adventure continues. That was for the adventure continues. Oh, was, those were such yeah. big commercials. Those, were commercials. More, those com- commercials were more important than the refresh oh gosh, of that ride. Yes. yes, it was great. It yeah. was great. So 2012, 2015, Star Wars is owned by Disney. Uh, Movies are coming out, but not much is different in either park at this point. Uh, And then in in 2015, Iger announces that a Star Wars-based land uh, is coming at D23. And he says at this point, this is his quote, nothing will be out of character or stray from the mythology, end quote. And I feel like he should have just said, like hyperspace hoopla yeah. <laughs> like just yeah just so we're clear just here. so we're clear we okay. understand what we did we're gonna put outcast dancing chewbacca uh just back back we're just gonna yep we're gonna put that whole that whole thing away from us there we go uh 2015 disney launches the season of the force you probably remember yeah, this i remember that right uh that's when the launch base shows up in Tomorrowland. yes uh walt disney world uh they, so the they third that's the third anchor point of disneyland and why i criticize Tomorrowland for being taken over by star yeah because you're you're all your mgm stuff or all your your weekend stuff all your stuff happened in a different park we don't have all that going right. on out here we just have disneyland yep. and so i get star tours uh, and then I get the Jedi Temple Training yep. Academy, which takes over Tomorrowland Terrace. And before that, in Tomorrowland Terrace, they used to do cover bands there uh, that were really good, and I enjoyed that too. It I was, feel like uh, Trials of the Temple is a trade up there. It is. It is a trade up. Yeah. But I really enjoyed those cover bands playing. Uh, and then, then we get the Launch, launch Bay, Bay. Uh, which takes over the lower part of Interventions, and Interventions was it was a terrible mess. Yeah. Uh, but it's in the Interventions building, and that's like the third anchor of Star Wars we get. Where if you're like, I want something Star Warsy, you go in there and you can see props and models, yep. watch a little behind the scenes film, and you get iPhone cases printed, uh, all sorts of stuff in there. The Launch Bay, uh, the Launch Bay is Tomorrowland because the the People Mover is no longer operating. Yeah. The Launch Bay is is Tomorrowland's Tom Sawyer Island. It's yeah. a place where you can go where it's quiet yes. most of the time. Yep. There's not a lot going on. You can just sort of relax, sit in the air conditioning, enjoy the props, go see a couple of characters and sort of recharge. There's parts of in, of, of that Interventions building, which I call it Interventions building because that's what it was before. There's just out of way doors that feel like they haven't been touched Yo, in quite a long time. And, yes. and I like that. I yeah. like that feeling of like, this is an old school Disney door that yep. used to get used and it doesn't get used yeah. anymore. And Where does just, this go? No yeah, one knows. Yeah, it's just waiting. It's just yeah. waiting to be good again. Yeah. Let's not forget the fourth anchor point with it, which is path of the Jedi at the captain EO theater and the fifth anchor point, yeah. which is hyperspace mountain. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever went and saw Path of the Jedi. That was a promo, that was that felt like a roll up promotional thing for something. I don't know what that was for. Yeah, it basically um, I, I would say this: it's the Cliff Notes version of the Star Wars saga leading up to Force yeah. Awakens. So, they used to do that in that Captain EO theater. You would just see like they would have a little short kind of yeah. thing that didn't really feel like it was fully realized. It was just a thing to put in that theater. It's good. I mean, it's enjoyable to watch. But uh, Hyperspace Mountain is the jam. Is it? Is I've never jam. ridden it before. What? Yeah. Yeah, it is the jam. When The last time I went down, it was just OG, hyper, uh, OG yeah. Space Mountain. And so I missed Hyperspace Mountain, but I desperately want to. Love it. And my the story behind that, do you know that the story is that the battle that you're flying in yeah. in Hyperspace Mountain is the battle of Jakku. 
Oh, which really? is where the uh, which is what contributes to the wrecked Star Destroyer on Jakku. That just makes it even doper. Yeah, it's really and it's cool, already right? great, and the effects are yeah. great. And it's like you you can't do a lot in Space Mountain. I mean, it's a dark ride with a track. There's right. no theming. Like, what can you really do? But the projection mapping that they do in there, and the little video stuff, and the, it's it's great. Do you we just prefer it to Space Mountain? I'll give it a flip flop. I would say run Hyperspace Mountain nine months out of the year, okay, and then take it OG. Do one month of the the Ghost the, the yeah, Halloween Ghost version. Galaxy. And then and then go OG That's what it's the called, rest. Right? Ghost Galaxy, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, because yeah, it's it's fantastic, and I do prefer it. But there's something just classic about sure. the, the OG, so I wouldn't want that to go away. Yeah. It, it is great. The effects are great. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's just right. So now you you think generally that uh, Tomorrowland is just too overtaken by Star Wars. I do. Yeah, that is yeah. that is my that is my viewpoint. That yeah. that the only major shop in there that you got like a little Buzz Lightyear Pixar enclave. Yeah. Um, but you got Star Tours right when you walk in off to your right. Uh, you got Hyperspace Mountain, you got the Star Trader, you got Launch Bay, and you got Jedi Training Academy making this big L at the yeah. back of Tomorrowland, uh, and you got the pizza port stuck in there, but they might as well just make that a Star Wars restaurant. You got to imagine that if Tomorrowland, the Brad Bird movie, if that had done better, that would yeah. have completely changed that area. I mean, in yeah. some ways, I think probably the reason why Star Wars has stuck around in Tomorrowland so long is because they don't have a good sci-fi property to sort of reskin yeah. tomorrow uh, Tomorrowland with. Yeah, so without an IP, it just gets it just gets taken over by yeah. Star Wars, which for us, it, you know, on the West Coast, not having anything was great for a little while. Sure. But then you think, man, is my I love Tomorrowland. Is my Tomorrowland going away? Yeah. And now I have Galaxy's Edge, and we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. So, uh, 2016, uh, Galaxy's Edge gets named, and the construction starts. I, I'm sorry, 2016, the construction starts. The name is still just Star Wars Land. 2017, Black Spire Outpost gets identified. It's on the planet of Batu. The entire land gets named Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge opens on May 29th, 2019. May, March 12th, 2020, grand closing of uh, Galaxy's Edge because of the coronavirus. Yep. <laughs> so not even a year, unfortunately. Uh, in that meantime, uh, of course, Smuggler's Run opens. And then later, I think it was in January, right? Wasn't it January yeah, this year? It was around there. Yeah. Rise of the Resistance opened and then uh, only operated for 60 days, yeah, 70 sure. days before yeah. they shut it to, had shut down. I got so close to getting on it. But we're going to do that. I know we're going to We're going to do a Galaxy's Edge after you go to the park. We're going to do a. When, when Disneyland opens back up and we, uh, you know, link arms and skip down Main Street Yay. like happy little schoolgirls. This is you and your. You and me. Okay, we're going to yeah, link you arms. And me. We're great. doing this. Yeah. Oh, great. While, while our families just look on aghast. Yeah. What is going on? Yep. So that was, uh, that was the history of Star Wars and Disney parks. I, I wouldn't say at a breakneck pace, but it was at a, it was a, a good. Clip. There's a yeah. lot there. There's it a took lot a there plane to over about. to Florida and then stayed there for quite a while. There's a lot. You know, I I will say I think you. What do you account for Florida getting so much of the Star Wars action in Disneyland, getting so little? How do you? Is it the multiple parks that you yes, have over there? One hundred percent. I mean, it's it, it's absolutely that. I mean, it's it's there's you have the benefit of space. You have an entire park that can be dedicated to it. You can't dedicate the Magic Kingdom to Star Wars. Yeah. You know. Uh, and so and Disneyland. Disneyland can only dedicate so much of itself to Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the whole reason why. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, You're operating yeah. at a scale over there that's slightly different when you have lots of hotels, lots right. of lots of people. There's more people go to the Magic Kingdom. Are we playing a game or or, or am I uh, editing that part out? Uh, yeah. Let's let's play a game. Let's play a couple rounds of Freeze It, Zap It, Plus It. Yep. I don't have anything prepared for Freeze It, Zap It, Plus It. Do you have anything prepared? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, I think we should do this. Okay. You are going to think, do you want to do attractions? Do you want to do yeah. attractions or food or characters? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? One of each. Let's see what we can do. All right, let's do it. All right, you it. start. Go ahead. We're doing attractions right Whatever now. Whatever you want to do. All right. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Grizzly River Rapids. Okay. And then we need one more. Yep. And that one is going to be Buzz Lightyear's. Oh. Lightyear. 
Well, considering that you lauded Buzz Lightyear yeah. over Star Tours a couple of episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a couple episodes ago. I've, I've grown. grown. I've grown as You've a grown. Being. Okay, so Freeze it, Zap it, Plus it. So, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Grizzly River Rapids. Grizzly River Rapids. Or is it called Grizzly River Run? Run. Gri- Grizzly River Run and Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. It's called Grizzly River. Hey, why is the line not very long? <laughs> Grizzly River. This is a walk-on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you got to get rid of one. One of those has yep. got to go. One, one of, of those, you keep it exactly as it, it is. Just as there's no changes in one of them, you're, you're gonna you're gonna put a lot of money into it That's and right. take that thing to the next level. That's right. Here we go. Uh, let's see. So I am freezing Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Perfect keep attraction. It as it is. Yeah. Perfect attraction. It's yep. del- it's really sweet. You can go on it over and over again. It's a it's just a great dark ride with a wonderful ride vehicle that moves along and changes with each room that you go into. Yeah. Just super, super sweet, and it tells all of the best parts of Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So yep. freeze that one. I'm going to plus Gri- Grizzly River Run. Okay. I think we redo a story, because the story is like, what, is it logging? What is the story of Grizzly River Run? Uh, the story, I don't know like what the story is, but it takes place, uh, the setting for it is our backyard here. It, it is the yeah, American so the- River and the South Yuba River. Oh, it is. Uh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the theming okay. that are nods to k- kayaking and, and being a river guide okay. on some of the rivers that we have here in the Pacific Northwest. We're not technically in that. But. I feel we take that entire thing out. Okay, wow. Like, I think we just, I think we eliminate that entirely. Sorry, Placerville. I think we... <laughs> Sorry, Coloma. Hey, listen, uh, you, you had your chance, yeah. okay? You didn't get uh, it right. You get a walk-on every single time. Nobody's, it, nobody's queuing not up your, for your Not line. your fault. It's more the water up the uh, water up the uh, the hoopla. That's right. <laughs> the water up the hoopla. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Snig and Upla's water up the hoopla. <laughs> yeah. uh, they call it. Yeah, I think you just rethemed it. Way That's to right. Go. That's what we're gonna do. Yep. Uh, no, no. So we're gonna retheme it. We're gonna make it an adventure run of some sort. Oh, you know what? No, this is what you do is you turn it into a Pocahontas ride. Okay. You turn it into a Pocahontas river ride where you're you're rafting down just around the river bend. Yeah. With Pocahontas and Miko and her friends. Yeah. And you're trying to escape uh, Governor Radcliffe, who is coming after you to try to uh, to get you to help him in his uh, colonial imperialism schemes. Wow. That's it's, not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. So then, and then that means zapping uh, appropriately. Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters, go. Uh, okay, I have to get rid of one and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I have to keep one just as it is and I'm going to keep uh, Buzz Lightyear. What a great ride that it is. is. A, it is a great Such, ride. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, I like the competitive yeah. spirit. I like that as soon as that right ends, you're like, what's your score? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's your score? Yeah. And if I get lower than my kids, it, that is a bad rest of the day. It's like, They're no, making you, fun of you relentlessly. You can't have a churro. Next time you let the Wookiee win. And <laughs> that's I, right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and then bring your own money next time and you can get as high a score you want. That's right. That's right. So then I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of Grizzly River Run. Okay. All, I can understand that. I'm not going to object to that. Yeah. I don't think anybody, you don't really even know what the name of the ride was fully. Like, I don't you, care you, about you, it that much. Yeah, I, know that, I just want to be, I want to be exercising trying the, to plus a ride that anybody can agree. Nobody will care if that thing's gone. Totally. So I'm going to have to get rid of it and I don't know what's going to happen there, but that whole area is tough. Man. It's in need. It's in need of a, uh, of a facelift. Uh, so we're keeping Buzz the same. We're getting rid of Grizzly Rapid River Run Fun, and that means we're plussing the heck out of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, and, and, yeah. and, and I need to because the Heffalump room, yes. it's just a little dirty, and I don't like that mm. it gets so dirty. Like the honey part's a little dirty. Very black light. Black light yeah, heavy. and so I, I just I want, uh, I want that to be a showcase for trackless technology. There is a trackless oh, yeah. version of that ride uh, at a different park. That's, right. That's uh, right. And so I want the trackless version. I really want 
the haunted mansion, uh, the mystic, the haunted mystic, oh, mystic thing mansion? where the rooms actually you yes. kind of go in and the room does oh a, does a thing. So I think, and I think Winnie the Pooh is a fantastic gateway attraction for for like uh, amazing projection mapping and things like that. And for like moms and, and and dads and like young kids, it's like such a oh, great yeah. experience oh, for them to is. go. Tigger, they're all such accessible, fun characters. Yes. That's it. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's all we have time for. You want you want to do one more round? Let's or try no? to do one more round. Okay, let's do one more round. We'll do characters. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll start. Yeah. Snow White, Mary Poppins. Ooh. Snow White, Mary Poppins, Dumbo. <laughs> oh wow. All right. So you have to keep one exactly as they are. Yep. Improve on one. Eliminate one entirely from Disney. Okay. Uh, ooh. Yeah, this is this is not easy. Yeah. They gonna, all have historical significance. Yeah, they're all big. They're all really big hitters. Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping Mary Poppins the same. Yeah. Mary, Mary Poppins is Because they tried to plus Mary Poppins. Yeah. And it did not work. They did. Yeah, that's with right. Lin-Manuel Miranda, I might add. Oh, really? Yeah. He wrote the music for Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, wow. That guy is very talented. Oh, he's very talented. Yeah. Can't say that you need to plus Dumbo, which means I'd have to get rid of Dumbo. Snow White's classic, but a little weird with the dwarf. So I'm getting rid of Snow White and I'm plusing Dumbo. I'm going to hundred percent agree with you. Woo! Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. tough. I'm going to say you get rid of Snow White. It's a fine story. Her voice, like her voice gives me seizures. Okay. Her singing voice gives me seizures. Uh, just horrible. Uh, the ride is, uh, is the stuff of children's nightmares, which mm-hmm. in and of itself is enjoyable, but Dumbo Without Dumbo, you don't have uh, Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Yeah. And uh, that is one of the greatest attractions at I feel Disney. like the dwarves have more of a character arc than Snow White does. Sure they do. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry, Snow White. Sorry, Snow White. It was, it's been real. It has. But uh, you just eat that apple. Here's the thing. You go on Dumbo, you are always happy. Yep. You can't not be happy. You go on Snow White, 50-50, you come out crying. Yep. You know what I really, I had a wonderful magical moment uh, when I took my kids to Disneyland. Uh, One of our first, the the first dark ride we went on was Pinocchio. We get off of, we get off of Pinocchio. We're at the, uh, at the, the disembark. I'm not sure what, what that official term is. Right. But we're at the, the place where you get off and the cast member there goes, how are you guys doing? And we go, we're, we're doing great. We're having a great day. We're here at Disney. We're so excited. And he said, have you ridden Peter Pan yet? And we said, no. And he's like, here's fast pass to Peter Pan. Nice. We just walked right over and did Peter Pan. Everybody that else waiting magic. in that 40 minute line. That is magic. And he's like, just tell him that, uh, you know, whatever his name was, Charles, tell him that Charles sent you over here. Here's your, here's your, uh, fast pass. I have a very similar story, but I'll save it for another time. All right. Uh, Hey, that's a show. Hey, you're wearing a Bob Says and Banthas t-shirt. I am wearing a Bob Says and Banthas. I love that thing. Where'd you oh. get that thing? I got it at Tee Public. Can you get Tee Public uh, Bob Says and Banthas t-shirts? Yeah, yeah, you can. All I right. think. I think it's open to the public. It might be. I think you can. You should get. You should go over if you want a Bob Says and Banthas t-shirt. We got a couple different styles, I believe. I, I think I should just pre-order a bunch so that we can sign them because I think everybody's expecting. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. My signature is wicked long. I don't know if you've seen it. The whole thing. Aaron, absolute humidity. It just goes Copernicus on forever. Robbins, yeah. yeah. Oh, you put Copernicus in I there do. too? I do. I mean, I don't often bust it out, but yeah. every once in a while, people want to know my middle, middle, middle name. A-A-H-C-R. That's right. Yep. And then all of your uh, professional initials afterwards. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a very, it's very long. Yeah. It's very long. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We love making the show. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Uh, this has been Bob Says and Banthas. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And if we're not there, we want to be. So get a hold of us and let us know so we can put the show there. You can email us info at bobses and banthas. Uh, you can also go over to iTunes. Uh, we would really, really appreciate it. If you subscribe to the show, let others know that you enjoyed the show. If you left us a review, 
that would be awesome. We want to, spe- to take a special moment to thank our listeners for leaving us reviews of the show on iTunes, specifically A. Shaw. A. Shaw. A. Shaw, who writes, I love the blend of serious Disney news and general goofiness mixed with a real passion for the magic that is Disney. Yay. Great rapport between the hosts. What a great way to spend your listening time. Thank you, A. Shaw. Yeah, that's a great review. But she gave us four stars. <laughs> Wait a second here. Yeah. Something wrong. How do this we get This sounded like a five-star review. Yeah. Well, we get four stars from this. This happens. This happens online with reviews. Some You'll, you'll see that every once in a while. I'd be I, like, I loved it. It was perfect. One star. I like to think that maybe, maybe A. Shaw is just being real. Maybe they're just being like, five stars is unattainable. Yeah. One star is pretty unattainable unless you're a complete train wreck. Four <laughs> is the best you're going to get. Okay. But it was a it was a glowing it's review. An Shaw five, they call that. It's an Shaw five. That's right. Yeah. Four star Shaw five. But uh, also, if you're listening to Shaw, let's 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 get that corrected. Let's we should get, we should get that corrected. You're <laughs> you're throwing off our entire algorithm. <laughs> you really are. You were in the car. You were trying to leave. It went over a bump. You hit the four instead of the five. It happens. It you, happens. You can correct. But it. But you can go back in. You can correct it. You can and uh, and then we're 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 hit, uh, riding a high solid five star all yeah. the way around. There we go. Uh, you can leave us a review in the app right now, so you can pop over while you're listening to this. Before you even finish this, leave us a review. Uh, give us a five star. Leave us a review. Share us with your friends. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can visit us at bobsandbanthas.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Bob Suds and Banthas. You better, because that's where all the fun happens. Oh my gosh, there's so much fun that happens there. We have a great interaction with our friends, uh, just a, a good back and forth uh, with people that follow us, with podcasts that we follow. It's it's just yeah, great. great community. Yeah, great community. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Until next week, he's been Aaron, and your catchphrase is? Oh, I don't remember. I like spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti, yeah. I'm in Scott, and <laughs> we've been Bob Suds and Banthas. I'll we'll see you next that. week. I'll remember that for next time. I don't like spaghetti. You do now. I guess so. Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.